1: The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family.
2: Hello, welcome back to a brand new My Mate Bought a Toaster. My name's Tom Price and my mate is Samantha Baines. Have you bought a toaster?
3: Recently at all? Not recently. Yeah. What oh, I have a toaster. If that's what you're asking. Okay, yeah, I'm just checking.
2: Two. You got a two slice, or a, you got a two or a fourer? Two. Carl Donnelly, brilliant comedian, joins us this week. Have you got uh, a twoer or a fourer? I've got a fourer.
1: Wow. Oh I've only. I, I think in all the times I've lived in with my toaster, yeah, uh, I've only ever used all four at once. Uh, really? One, once. I oh, can only I remember yeah. one time that I've actually had four on a go.
2: What was the event? Some sort of crumpet party? or
1: Yeah, it was a... <laughs> it was, no, I think it was just some... I, once I cooked breakfast for friends that stayed and, mm. yeah, it mm. just happened to be we bought a lovely loaf of sourdough. Oh, yeah. oh, Just thought, right, let's let's see what this puppy can do.
3: <laughs> did you have to cut it yourself? Because that can get stuck in the toaster. Uh, I did stressful. have to cut it myself.
1: But I have had the toaster for a number of years, so I've worked out the width you're allowed to use. Ideal. It's
2: like sort of having a car and finally deciding to use that sixth gear or you know what I mean? Or pushing it to
1: its speed limit. It's a wonderful moment for the toaster. It was born to do that. (laughs) <laughs> well do you know what it was? I felt like it deserved that chance. Yes. <laughs>
3: do you think it's a big dick energy thing?
1: Do
2: you what using all the
1: all the toasters, or slices? just
3: buying one with loads of s- slice holes totally. and never using it? Uh, totally. Is- I
1: definitely. Do you have a favorite? Sort. Of, do you tend to veer towards one side of the toaster when you got four? Because I always go to right two, right two, over the left two, right two every time. That's
2: weird, isn't it? Yeah, it is weird. I leave the so the my, the far left very clean. I'm sure there's a political so analogy it. we can make. <laughs> yeah. It. The far right filthy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Isn't that strange? I always use the two right ones. Same here. I swear, psychology. We've never actually stopped to have proper toaster chat on this podcast. Merk. It's like episode six thousand. <laughs> We've never done that. That's what we need to do more of. All right, listen, Carl Donnelly. Uh, you have very kindly given us access to your Amazon account, and I'm yes. diving in straight away. I'm uh, I'm dreading this. By but, the way. What... I
1: told you because I I'm, I I love this idea, but mm. I also I thought I'm not going to cheat and look back and try and predict. Mm-hmm. So what I've done, I I know what I've bu- I've ordered in the last few months. Yeah, you know pretty much. I've ordered some weird things then, so I just I can't even imagine what I've ordered in the past. I can't, that's a, that's a great trailer for the end of the episode. We're gonna to get to some weird shit that's happened recently. But <laughs> now we go back into
2: the mists of time. 2010, yeah? Wow. That's when it started for you. That's when your Amazon journey began and pre <laughs> ordered on the 1st of January. You woke up a whole new year, a whole new decade, Carl. <laughs> oh, God. Dream Girls, music from the motion picture. Oh,
0: oh.
1: Hello. that is. Um, Really? <laughs> Did yeah. I really order that? Yes. What on? What capacity? I, don't
2: know. I You ordered it as a...
1: Um,
2: I doesn't say. I I'm, I'm assu- I would assume a CD in 2010.
1: Oh, my word. Know, Amazon
2: digital UK limited, so maybe it's in the cloud. So I, I downloaded
1: the audio of the Dreamgirls soundtrack. <laughs> this
3: this is £3.98 you spent on this that. This
1: is unbelievable. <laughs> I, I imagine what's happened there is I've watched the Dreamgirls film. Someone's had a big New Year's Eve. Yeah, I mean, I've gone big. <laughs> You know, sort of I did Jules Hootanani mm. and then watched Dream Girls <laughs> to see in the new the, decades. Jules, Jules Hootanani
2: has has I've been crushed by that because um, a friend of mine was luckily enough, lucky enough to be invited on it once, and it's recorded in about
1: October. Yeah, I told my wife I broke that news to my wife recently. She loves Jules Holland. Yeah, and uh, she's from Australia and just innocent and <laughs> yeah. you know pure. And I explained that it's not it's not live, and she was devastated. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's uh, a fraud. Yeah. It's
2: a fraud. Um, so, why, but why did you buy the Dream Girl? I genuinely
1: scene? think it's. I don't say I I um, don't like musicals as such. Mm. I don't like very musically musicals. You know them. You know, ones where it's sort of lame is like when everyone's just singing all the time. Mm. And so I've always been like, I've always assumed I hate musicals, and then I, f- I reckon I remember watching the film Dreamgirls and really enjoying it and thinking, oh, maybe there's a type of musical for me. Maybe yeah. it's because the music also is like some of the music I like, sort of Motown stuff. Yeah, and I reckon I just thought I'm starting this decade with <laughs> getting over my hatred of musicals.
2: People uh, do have a revulsion to
1: it, don't they? It's strange, because I,
2: I've I've always been. Just well, having just said, people always have a revulsion to it. I've always been completely indifferent. And yet I'll go and see a musical and just be weeping within 10 minutes. I know you're a big fan, Sam, aren't you? You love I your musical. I
3: love a musical. Have you
1: seen the stage show of Dream Girls? No. It's brilliant. Like, it's so good. But I love that. But at the same time, I got taken. My mother-in-law took me and my wife to see Come From Away, which is currently the yes. big, the best thing I've ever seen with my eyes. And I hated it so much. Okay, oh. sure. So <laughs> Literally, at the end of the first number, my wife... Could, I don't know what she, what vibe I was giving off. She turned to me and said, "Are you okay?" <laughs> You're okay. I, I, I absolutely uh, abhorred it. Carl Donnelly. I know it sounds it's horrible because Is... I, I, it got the biggest stand ovation I've ever seen. Did anything, you sit down? Uh, absolutely I was <laughs> no. I almost I almost tried to lie on the floor as a protest I genuinely thought it was terrible what like, are
2: you talking about it's amazing
1: but it's, I, it, the reason I, I know it's not I know this is me mm. uh, but it's it's such a traditional musical that it's everything I don't like about musicals it's okay. the having like hey it's having a little conversation and then turning to the audience and putting your front foot out and stamping as you start the song yeah. all that sort of old to, musical tropes. to be fair stamping is a theme in in, in come from away because it's the type of music, it's like an Irish stampy music yeah. And even that into. annoyed me the sort of the, the bad Kaylee music. And like, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, I yeah. found it as an affront to my ancestors. Actually, while we're while we dropped onto that
2: that one, this is a good thing I want to follow. I fucking hate Kaylee's.
3: We had Kaylee at my wedding,
2: did you? And look what happened there.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm, I'm getting divorced, but everyone at the wedding had a lovely time, yeah. yeah and they danced, that wasn't that, the reason,
2: that wasn't no. the cause of the. If only
1: during the Kaylee, grab your partner by the hand, stay with them for the rest of your life. (laughs) Then you'd (laughs) be,
3: then we'd still be together.
1: Right, Um, I, I know it's. I know if you like musicals or love musicals, you'll love it. But if you're like me and you don't like musicals, I genuinely think it will be the worst couple of hours of your life. Fine,
2: wow. so you don't like uh, musicals, but you do like Dreamgirls music from the motion picture. Yes, yeah. because right. it's
1: so it's what I like about Dreamgirls, it's not as traditional a musical as something mm. like Come From Away. You even fucking pre-ordered it, mate. It wasn't even out then. <laughs> <laughs> Get uh, Strike while the iron
2: is hot. Uh, okay, um, let's move on. Let's go to June 2010. This is interesting. Carl Donnelly, um, maybe this is preparing for an Edinburgh show or something. Maybe you've just got a passion for look, astrophysics. Quantum Physics, A Beginner's Guide. <laughs> Wizard, Life and Times of Nikola Tesla. Oh, God. And uh, why does E equals MC squared?
1: Oh, that was, that was a lovely little run of uh, yeah. sort of uh, science yeah. for beginner's books. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I reckon, yeah, I go through phases where I get obsessed with one particular topic and I just go for it and read like five or ten books and then ultimately get bored and move on to my next topic.
3: Why does E equals MC squared?
1: Um, I can't
0: remember
1: that's I think that's the one written by Brian Cox Brian Cox and his yeah. friend yeah. yeah Jeff it's not a, I didn't love that book actually it's um do oh, really? you know them sort of pop science books sometimes you read one it's like oh this is fun and it's a good way if you're not a scientist to sort of get a Rough understanding of something. Some of them I find a little bit too much. Like, hey, science is cool, well, right. and that was one of them. I hey, think. Kids, of hey, kids! Because like, hey, kids, hey, funky dudes, science great. They're grabbing a the supply teacher grabbing a, a chair and sitting on yeah, it the wrong way around. do call me John.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm in love with Brian Cox. I did my first Edinburgh show about him and science really? and the universe, but I do find his books very difficult to read. Yeah, they're just not because compelling.
2: They're, they're, they're it's hard to penetrate the language because it's just so.
3: Well, not really. I don't know. I'm just bored. Oh, wow. <laughs> but when I look at him talk, I'm never bored. He's a,
2: Well, we watched... Um, he's got a new thing on... I think it's on the BBC iPlayer about the, called The Planets. Yeah. And my son watched it, and it's Brian Cox standing on a beach. And my son was really getting into it, and I was like, this is fantastic. He's seven years old, and he's starting to get into the, the cosmos and stuff. And Brian Cox, very calmly, with that voice, explained how one day... The Earth is going to explode,
1: oh, and the sun will Brian. get so
2: big that we'll all have to live on one of Jupiter's moons. And my son was fucking weeping. Oh, really? Yeah, because, Daddy, I don't want to die.
0: Shit. Oh. Shit!
2: Yeah, it was very live parenting. From, from the starts of Brian Cox in that kind of, you know, everything Brian Cox says, you can imagine just off camera, you've got to quit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one day, <laughs> this planet. It was quite... It was quite alarming as a parent. He has a to... lot
3: of enthusiasm, though, when he talks about the solar system. I think
2: he's wonderful. But...
3: expanding, and crunching.
2: But we're not <laughs> loving his books. Interesting. Do you want to have a look at the reviews for that one? Or...
3: Why does E equals MC squared? Yeah. No. Well, no, I will. Or... That's my role on the podcast. Um, 64% five star. Okay. Inspirational and... and in... A, enjoyable read, so mm, I mm. should have an an there. Okay. Enjoyable read, but perhaps a little complex for those with zero scientific background. So maybe that's maybe just that's me. Maybe, maybe that's
1: why I didn't Amanda really wrote. go for it. Okay. I just found it a bit boring. <laughs> I, I'd have given it three stars.
3: <laughs> I love this reviewer. Uh, like many people, I suspect, I dived into Stephen Hawking's A Brief History of Time with gusto, <laughs> only to find myself completely lost after the initial chapters and had so compellingly grabbed my attention, lulling me into a false sense of security as the complexity of the science and theories ramped up. This is all one sentence. Mm. Ramped up to a level far beyond the comprehension of mere mortals such as I.
2: Mm. It still makes me want to take it on. Do you ever get that thing with, with books that you're told are difficult? You think, yeah, but I've got a... I've got quite the brain. Yes, totally. And then you start and you're like, no, I
1: don't. Loads. I've got – I wouldn't even know what the number on my bookshelves are like. Yeah. I've I've bought with the overconfidence of somebody who hasn't even got a degree – and I started, and within about 10 pages, I'm like, I've done it again. But
2: that's the autodidact thing, because I was, there's a new book out about David Bowie's books by a man called uh, John O'Connell, and it's fantastic. Hundreds of books that David Bowie loved and influenced him. And he, David Bowie didn't have a degree, and he just read, 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 was, was obsessed with it. had a mobile library he really? used to take with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, he, and I always think, wow, that's really impressive. And the thing that impresses me most is getting to the fucking end of the fucking book with these things, because I just tune out. I don't yeah. have the concentration.
1: That's, rather than the intelligence, I it's think. it's almost a muscle, isn't it? I go through yes. phases where if I fall out of practice, almost of finishing books, mm. then I do my attention span to finish a book gets worse. Definitely, and actually, what I've got to do is just get. Just have a couple words go. I don't care how much I'm not enjoying this or enjoying it. I'm just going to get to the end. <laughs> yeah, and once yeah. you do it a couple of times, you just you're you just get the habit again of just, this, just the masochism wowing. of a long read. I'll oh. never forget reading Anna Karenina,
2: the summer of 1998, <laughs> which I had to read for from, from my degree, right? And it's fucking massive, and I hated it, and I was miserable, and I was like, <sighs> you know, when you're just constantly yawning, your jaws cracking. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and I read I finished it and I loved it in it. Yeah, Absolutely yeah. loved it.
2: But I think I think there is a sadomasochism in reading. Yes. I'm gonna put that out
3: there. I always finish Yeah. You've always, you always gotta finish the job. Are you a, quick, are it- you a quick reader? Yeah, I find do you it very read, difficult to skim read. No, okay. I find it very difficult to read non-fiction books. I see, I,
1: I, I, I'm the opposite. Books, I'm... I actually much prefer
2: non-fiction to fiction. Well, it's interesting because in September 2010, Half of Darkness, Joseph Conrad, The Picture of Dorian Gray,
1: Oscar Wilde, uh, The Adventures of Sherlock Holmes—you do realize those are all fictional books? Don't I, you? I mean, I go through phases. <laughs> I'm saying, but if I reckon, if you went and did a a pie chart of mm-hmm. fiction to non-fiction in all the books I've ordered it's mostly it's fiction def- I'd, say mostly it, I'd say heavily like 80% also weird that you didn't then love Come From Away because you know again that's non-fiction right so it, it is non-fiction and I love the story it's based on mm. I just think it's such a terrible vehicle to tell that story <laughs> unbelievable, unbelievable. <laughs> I would rather have been told that on a bench by somebody <laughs> who was shit faced <laughs> than be told by a bunch of singing Newfoundlanders bom, bom,
3: mommy.
0: All
2: right, lovely. Let's move on then into the depths of 2011. A lot of books. Um, My Stroke of Insight. Is that a book about someone who's had a stroke? That's a brilliant book, that is. What is it?
1: It's uh, about a neuroscientist who had a stroke Mm -hmm. and it took her a couple of years to recover. It's quite a serious stroke. And she then wrote a book about her experiences of the stroke, but from somebody who... Actually understood what was happening to their brain at the time. Wow, it's really good. I actually recommended it to a friend of mine who had a stroke relatively recently, and they really enjoyed it. Is that
2: the comedian Marcus Birdman? Cause no, he didn't but one, didn't
1: Birdman he? did have a stroke. Mm. Uh, it was actually comedian Trevor Crook who also had a stroke. Does Trevor Crook had a stroke. He had a stroke last year. Um, pretty minor stroke. You know, mm. sort of. Uh, he's fully recovered now. Yep. He's still, but he's a so He's constantly paranoid he's going to have another stroke wow. every second. Oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah, but he's great. He's, he's, he's actually, I think he's in better health now mm. than he was before it. It can be, a, 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 what's the phrase, a shot across the bows?
2: Shot across the bows when people get a warning from their body like yeah, that. So my yeah. friend Mark had one at 52. But he'd smoked, to be fair, about 80 cigarettes a day for 30 <laughs> or 40 years. Literally for about 40 years. Yeah. And uh, he's now one of the health, like you said, one of the healthiest guys I know. And he's survived yeah. and he's fine. So it can
1: if, yeah, I think for somebody who's quite unhealthy, it's good to have a little mm-hmm. you know, also, kick up the warning. rear. Mark lives in
2: Stoke Newington, and we now call him Stroke Newington. So it's sort of well, worth it for that? Well, you know what yeah. I mean?
3: Wow. Well, classic. It's I like think it'd be nice stuff. if someone had a little warning, as in, like, they puked one time. Oh, yeah. yeah so right,
1: I, think that, I think a gentle warning is better yeah. than yeah. almost um, dying.
3: Well, that book has uh, 79% five-star reviews, lots of people making brain and stroke puns in the... <laughs> reviews grow sh- up a stroke of genius oh god
1: oh come on
3: be open-minded to get the best understanding that's uh,
1: not, not even a pun that's yeah. just bad well yeah.
3: open-minded. association
1: mind. Yeah,
2: yeah i get it i see what yeah, you yeah.
3: yeah i just thought i'd explain it no 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 that <laughs> makes it it's very makes good though. Pun better
1: it's also if you're into like it's, it, she definitely gets a little bit spiritual once she starts talking about what it was like when she was fully inside herself and like almost yeah you know, in a coma yeah. And like yeah, I really like that. I love a bit of sort of when people start talking about like things like near-death experiences, yes,
2: I remember watching a documentary at school about near-death experiences, and it compl- I was so fascinated by it, about people coming back from it and seeing the light and all that yeah. sort of stuff. That's a proper YouTube hole to fall in.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is actually. This is waiting for you.
2: Um, talking of spiritual things, so you are a bit spiritual then, Carl Donnelly, because we've got our DMT, the spirit molecule, oh. a doctor's revolutionary research into the biology of near-death and mystical experiences. There, there go. you go. I did not.
1: Yeah, that was not set up. That was <laughs> no, just. Instance, genuine link. But, um, yeah, I did. I read that after I had uh, experienced DMT. What DMT is the it, for anyone, and this isn't a endorsement or recommendation, but it's the most hallucinogenic substance on earth. Oh, and I was um, privy to a, a, an experience on it uh, when I was uh, in my. That would have been, was that 2011? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, so yeah, it would have been there. Um, I was in my, sort of, start of my 30s, yeah. and um, and just going through some weird life stuff, and mm-hmm. a friend of mine is off, on hippie lunatic. Yeah, um, gave me a go on that. Well, how do you how do you imbibe this DMT? Was it's it like smoked. A... It right. can be done different ways. It can be done intravenously. When they do tests, they're currently doing te- trials of, um, on people in London on it um, because I think they've sort of got funding for testing again. Yeah, and it's become legal to te- you do these sort of trials. But uh, is it a
2: type of LSD? Or it's
1: or- no, it, no. It's actually a, it's a, it is a hallucinogen. But it's a very different type mm. of hallucinogen. It's one that is naturally occurring in the brain, and this is the so that book is a about the theory that it's what causes near-death experiences oh. because they because your brain just has it in it and one of the theories is it's a it's like it's almost like an inbuilt system in your brain that death is so terrifying that you go into like panic mode when you're dying yeah. that your brain just floods it with it just gives it a little bit of DMT and You it, start tripping it, it basically trips you through death and makes it more manageable that's one wow. of the theories so that book's all about that they did some tests in it in America and Wow um, tried to work out why is it is that everyone who what they did the tests on had a very similar experience even though it's they're all individuals. That's awesome. It's a really interesting book and it's not, you know, you're not going to read it and suddenly go, right, I'm going to go off and become a <laughs> psychonaut. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's just, yeah, I'm just, I went through a phase of reading a lot of stuff about that inspired by the thing I had experienced. And was the DMT the experience you had, was it was it a very vivid kind of, has it stayed with you? Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. I think it just, it didn't turn me into a, you know absolute raging hippie but it definitely just made me s- sort of Relax a bit about certain things, oh, right, okay. You know, just me, yeah, just why it's so insane what mm. happens. Like, I i genuinely felt when I'd, I, ba- I think I was, pa- I'd passed out for 10 minutes, yeah, but it felt like I'd been gone genuinely for I, at least six months. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, wow, like when I came to, I genuinely was confused that I was in the same room at the same time. Like, I thought I'd had a, I'd a beard and stuff, like, I just I was so confused as to why. Like it was still that night. It's
2: like a sort of mental control alt delete, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Just shut yourself down.
1: Yeah, and it's it's, it's totally illegal, and it's not something yeah, yeah, you'd yeah. ever recommend to anyone. I We're would, not condoning. And I, it. I know some people that have done it, and then they suddenly become like, "Mate, you should try it. It's great." I, was like, I wouldn't. It's so, it's properly intense and mm. scary, and. Some people I know gets have had stuff out of it positive. I know some people really shook up. I know oops, um I know a couple of comedians that tried it and well like, I will never go near that again because mm. it made them question their entire sort of thoughts on the world. What I love is that you bought these things just before Christmas. It's so yeah. a weird <laughs> present. Yeah. Dad, listen, treat re- yourself. <laughs> yeah, present for yourself. Oh, that's not for my my dad is the most boring old man alive oh, like really? he hates anything the only thing I can ever buy him at Christmas is I've bought him pairs of shoes in the past <laughs> Uh, shirt, aftershave, that's it. I once, out of the blue, thought, I'm done with, why not buy him something nice? And I just bought him a a Dean Martin CD, and he looked at it like I'd just bought him, you know, a a dead cat or something. (laughs) He was so confused as to why it wasn't one of the three things i get him.
3: Where's my shoes? I was looking forward to that.
2: Yeah, I've
1: got no shoes for the next year now. (laughs) It's
2: my annual supply card. All right, Sam, unless you can see anything, should we dive on in? Should we keep going?
3: Well, there is transcending the levels of consciousness. Which <laughs> oh is... yeah!
2: So you're not a far out
1: wacky hippie, but nope, you are, I think, you're I investigating like, it. I like reading about it. Right, right, yeah. So and can a robot be human? <laughs> What's that? Is that a book? <laughs> yeah, I don't even remember
2: reading that. Wow.
1: <laughs> well, that was written before Alexa was invented, so the answer now is emphatically yes. Oh, God, I'm so, see, i say I'm I'm not I'm scared of Alexa and all that stuff. I've not oh, got, yeah. I've not got a smart. I've I've not even I've got Siri turned off on my phone because I don't want it listening to me. They are
2: listening. Everyone's got stories, haven't they? Now about where you talk yeah. about some buying a wardrobe and the next day there's a cookie on your computer.
1: I, I mean, they're still
3: they're still listening.
1: They are yeah, totally listening, listening the but just for my own uh, sense of well-being, mm. I've turned it off. Just but you're a performer. Surely, you're any audience is an audience. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know, but I'm a
2: reluctant performer. <laughs> you know, you can go back into your Alexa history and you can listen to
1: yourself. shouting no. yeah. yeah, I could do it for you. I can show it to you now. Do you want me to do it? Yes. Okay, oh take me my! Seconds. So hang on, it will play back your requests. Yeah. Oh, that. See, that's just in. That's in forced my never getting one.
3: Can Alexa laugh if you tell her a joke? Will she laugh? I'm just thinking mm. about this audience thing. Well, I mean,
1: be- <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> see, <laughs> hang exactly. That would be rough when. If she doesn't laugh at something, you're like, oh, "We God. could try new I material." But yeah, let's just have a death. All right, in front of my speaker. So,
2: do you want to have a? Do you want to have a listen to what's been going on today? Yes, please. All right. So, this is me. This is me when I go upstairs and I'm getting dressed to come in. I think it's just before I have a shower. So, hang on a sec was me asking Alexa for Five Live this morning.
3: You sounded quite positive. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, Oh, you'll appreciate this, guys. This was uh, because my son was singing a song this morning. So I hang on a sec. Because I think my son attempted to do it You
3: sort of do a phone voice yeah. when you speak to Alexa
2: uh, Yeah I do it's Alexa phone, yeah. yeah, yeah, Well you know that's how I speak to my servants I'm <laughs> very well bred And and you can hear what my wife's been up to as well as my wife's doing at the moment This is where it does get quite creepy Because oh. my wife at uh, yesterday at 12.51 Play the album A Day Brew Christmas <gasps> What's
1: that's she been up to My by wife back? Christmas music Christmas
2: music in early November
1: so. What if you hover what if uh, yeah what if you heard your wife say something that yeah, yeah. She, well, she didn't want you to
2: I mean but that is the question isn't it? I, call my lover Alexa. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, exactly, exactly. exactly. <laughs> it is, you know, it's quite eerie, you're right, I get it. Maybe what if it becomes sentient and we start have you seen her? It might just be like that. Yeah. You end up having a relationship with Alexa.
3: Might be easier than
1: yeah. humans. <laughs> <laughs> to be
3: fair, you'd
2: have
1: to dump her, just switch her off.
2: My name's Pete Ellison. And I'm Dave Cribb, and we do a podcast
1: called Friends with Friends. Each
3: week we invite a guest on, ask them to pick their favourite
1: episode of Friends, and then we talk about it in far too much detail. Basically, if you like the show Friends, and you like it when people take things far too seriously, then you might well like this podcast. Search Great Big Owl on your podcast app of choice, and you'll find Friends with Friends right there.
2: plushcare.com slash weight loss
0: ah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: where we're going we'll be showing that we yeah. listen the to because these lovely yeah. ass people yeah. gonna, gonna talk, talk to, to the, the host. host he's gonna ask a couple uh, questions what the buying the, the most because one man got there just like the piece of toast, toast.
2: 2012, Carl Donnelly there's a theme on the 1st of January 2012. I'm not cool. going to lie to you. Yep. Dream Goals, the musical, pre ordered a couple <laughs> of years ago. Here you are now uh, Soul Man on DVD, <laughs> the 1986 film.
1: Do you want to take us through this one, um, I Actually, I just worked out what this is. Um, I, I was, I, that was my 30th birthday. It was in January 2012. Okay. And um, I hired a cinema, uh, the Exhibit Cinema in Ballum, which is a little cool cinema room above a pub. Right. And for me and my friends, uh, we screened the 80s comedy film Soul Man, which is very problematic now. Oh, it's one of those, is it? Well, it's a it's a C. Thomas Howell uh, comedy. I loved it when I was a kid. Mm. But if you actually break the story down, th- their heart's in the right place, but it's not. It's very ham-fistedly done. Right. It's about a, a very rich white kid who gets uh, accepted to Harvard Law School, but his parents decide it's a challenge to him to grow up. They won't pay his tuition fees. Mm-hmm. So he realises he's done. He can't do it. Then he reads about a scholarship for the most talented uh, black student okay. in the area. Oh, I see. Does he black up? He overdoses on tanning pills um, to oh uh, darken Seriously? his skin tone. Woo! Broadcast is for
2: your 30th birthday. What? Wait. Wait. 1950?
1: Wait. And then he gets his scholarship and he goes there and his time there he learns just basically how racist an institution it is and how everyone else... And he learns that by... Mm. He wouldn't have realised it without experiencing okay. it from that side. So the heart of it is genuinely... A, a rich white guy learning just how difficult it was for black students. When you were screening but it's it, it's really, actually, when you watch it, you're like, "This is there are issues." Here. When,
2: when you were screening it, did you have to run in twenty minutes in, pause it, turn around to all your friends and family and go,
1: <laughs> "Wait, <Yeah."> wait!" <laughs> <laughs> um, it was. It's that funny thing where you rewatch a film from your youth that you loved, yeah, because it, it is. It was so funny when I was a kid. There's so many really funny slapstick moments, mm. and like. And it's and it is, I genuinely, when I was a kid, thought it was such a lovely film. Like he, it's about this learning uh, of, of how other people have it more difficult than you. Yeah. I love and that
3: he overdoses on tanning pills yes. and is mistaken for a black person. Oh, I mean, then tanning That's ridiculous. Pill, I won't
2: lie. He, he, he he's blacked up. He's blacked up. He's blacked up. Okay. All right, so your favourite film features someone blacking up. Cool. All right, Carl Donnelly then. Go and see him live. Feel free to heckle him. Um, we'll, do, we'll do a
1: screening where we can discuss yeah. its issues. It'll be called the Wait, Wait screening.
2: <laughs> okay, uh, elsewhere in January 2012, Carl Donnelly continuing to buy more batshit mental books. The yep. Book of Secrets, 112 Keys to the Mystery Within. That is uh, one of the worst books I've ever read.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, I please. I feel like that was... Um, the yeah, it's one of the, I've, there's a few books I read almost ironically that like, I just I had friends who are hippies sort of types who are into them mm. someone like Milo McCabe a very funny comedian friend mm. he uh, there was a period where he read the book The Secret which is about that well, it's almost like visualization isn't it I couldn't where read it, it and I I, I read it out of curiosity it's one of the biggest loads of shit I've ever read. What is the premise
2: of The Secret? I don't know. The premise
1: is basically anything in the world you want you can have if you just believe it enough. Right. And it's utter nonsense. (laughs) And it doesn't take into account in any sense people's uh, situation or where they're born. Like all the yeah. things that actually do amount to how much of the world, the world is open mm. access to you. But that chimes very strongly with, obviously with any human being,
2: basically, but especially with comics, because a big thing of comics, us, is that we all
1: believe in, I'm just going to keep going. Yeah. Just going to
2: keep going. I might <laughs> like still be a bit
1: shit, but I'm going to keep going. It's yeah. true, though, isn't it? That's it's, a big yeah. part of but being if, a comic. Me and Ellis James, uh, when we were newish, we uh, both made a pact that we've, if we ever have three dreadful gigs in a row, we're quitting. And it's sort of—I <laughs> still—I still stick to it. Like we haven't—it hasn't for a while, but up until a good just a couple of years ago. I'd get the odd text from him and him from me saying I'm on two, mate. I think it's it's coming to an end.
2: Um, All right, let's dive into May 2012. I feel like there might be some stories here. The 25th of May 2012, there's two items you purchased on the same day, life-changing items. You bought the Worth High Performance Dry Chain Lube (laughs) and some Learner Plates. L plates, driver L plates. And bear in mind, you bought satnav a year and a half ago. Um, Is this
3: for a stag do? No, this
1: was. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) it was the best stag do ever went on. Um, It was for a 125cc motorbike that I had. uh, I did my CBT learning motorbike thing. Your cognitive behavioural therapy. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I did did CBT. Really made me want to ride a motorbike. Um, (laughs) And I did. I went and bought a little motorbike, and I had to put elpets on it and a chain lube.
3: Why did it have dry chains?
1: Uh, I don't think it had dry chains. I just wanted to sort of keep it nice and lubed. <laughs> you know, you Can want I just say it. well done
2: to all of us having a sort of brief lube chat here and we've all just talked about it. Well done, guys. No one's made
1: any lube jokes. Well, yeah. I did say
3: the stag do thing.
1: Oh, yeah. the stag do. Yeah, that's funny, though. That wasn't a joke about lube. Oh, yeah, I yeah, think none right. of us were saying it, but there was a lot of um, tone. Yeah. Just, yeah. just like,
2: <laughs> in, the, uh, <laughs> in the air. song Lube, of course, you can use uh, for sex. Um, sorry, everyone. Sorry. <laughs> so do you still have the uh, motorbike? I still office? have
1: it, but it's currently covered up and unused for, I think, I reckon five years I've not been on it. Mm. I recently, actually, this week, I put a reminder in my phone which said sell bike. Oh, right. Okay, <laughs> yeah. fine. Oh, dear. Bye-bye, bye bye, bike. Yeah. I, do, I think that the uh, getting onto a bike, having just done,
2: say, you've just done the Ball and Banana, right? You've, and, and you get on a bike and you've smashed it, you're you're night rider. Do you know what I mean? You're yes. an absolute legend. Getting on your bike when you've just absolutely died on your ass. Oh, yeah. Not something you do, I know, Carl, but... Do you know I mean? the, the act it of happens. getting on a bike, you can either look like a fucking superhero or a very depressed Deliveroo driver. Yeah. It, the, getting, the action of getting on a bike has two very different interpretations to it.
1: Definitely. And also, it is, it's sort of one of them things that I got it thinking, I bet I love riding a motorbike and then I'll do my full test and I'll get a big Ka- Kawasaki Ninja or something. <laughs> and then I actually it was nice it was fine I, I never loved it and mm. I remember once I was doing the comedy store and as well as Bracknell Comedy Cellar no so don't I, bite between those two I was doing an early oh. show early show at the comedy store riding to Bracknell and riding back and it was a cold uh, wet night <laughs> And on the way back to the late show at the comedy store, I came around a roundabout and almost came off the bike. Like the back wheel just slipped and just, I just about corrected it. And I got back to the store and that was like, I think that was the night I went, not for me, thank you.
3: (laughs) It's so dangerous. My friend's mum, who was a doctor at the time, took her to the bike. Unit at the hospital.
2: Yeah, oh, to no, show, show her, her the injuries to oh. make sure she'd never get
3: on a motorbike. Wow,
2: that should be a public service. Yeah, it should. For all parents, just come round here, have a look at this. <laughs> all sixteen-year-olds can yeah, take around yes. it. Yeah, looking yeah. Look, left and look right. Okay, <laughs> bye bye. Please clean up your sick. All right, let's move on, shall we? Um, we are in 2012. We're talking to the fabulous stand-up comedian Carl Donnelly. Uh, just going through his life history, his shopping listery. Um, and what else have we got in 2012 oh we've got the uh, Christmas again this is obviously for your dad the uh, Communist Manifesto written by <laughs> uh, the well known novelist Karl Marx and Friedrich
1: Engels oh lovely um, what was your, your favourite bit of the Communist Manifesto oh the whole thing to be honest sort of mm-hmm. fa- I actually bought this out of um, nostalgia I, I had a copy when I was 15 I, I used to carry around with me mm. I was quite a militant teen wow um, you know well my family like a very and I you know, I grew up in this sort of environment that they're Irish, and like so, I was, I was quite a sort of activistic type. You know, I got into like Irish nationalism and socialism at the same time in my teens. So I became national
2: what? and socialism don't go well together. Just to well, worry. Irish
1: national. Well, I mean, is <laughs> Irish, you know, sort of uh, a United Ireland was my yeah. main cause, and then I also got into the uh, sort of um, politics of socialism.
3: So also, you um, you got this for free. So I also got putting money back Amazon. in Amazon. <laughs> <putting laughs> Let's money be back into the economy. <laughs> There's a lot,
1: no, that, but, but this was um, this was now. I was this was me looking back over it. I fancied a little sort of rehash to see what it was all about. And what <laughs> I was great. where I was at in my youth. I think I was actually writing a show mm. for Edinburgh, and in it, I wanted to talk about what I was like in my teens. So, um, were you an angry teen? Very angry teen. Yeah. Why? Because I think I used to vent at the world for my situation. Mm. You know, my parents aren't particularly he- healthy types. You know, there's a lot of mental health problems in my family, and the situations, it was quite a rough environment at times. And I, I just think I used to sort of, I wanted to see who it was to blame. Mm. Uh, so that's why I got into all that sort of stuff. And who
3: is to blame
1: Carl? I mean, society is to blame ultimately, sure. but you can't really fully change society. You can only change yourself, hence me now doing DMT and meditating, <laughs> <laughs> rather than you know, carrying a copy of the Communist Manifesto and, and wanting to murder Tories.
3: And buying books like Denial of Death.
1: The that's, a, that's an amazing book. Oh, what is it, God? Tell us about that. Um, I mean, I've not read it. I remember at the time, it's about the, um, it's, it's hard to describe. It's a very brilliant book about death, though, about mm. how humans, uh, you know, compute their own existence and stuff. Wow.
2: Wow. I lo- I, I, there's a real theme to your stuff, which is you're, you're a thinker. Much more than my comedy would suggest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, then we get to December 2013. Um, India, perfect places to stay, eat, and explore. Are we off to India? I, I travelled around India, obviously, oh, during God. my yeah, finding of myself did. period. Not,
1: not that you're a crazy hippie or anything. <laughs> not at all. Oh, um, f-
3: the lavender slumber spray.
2: I went, oh, that's <laughs>
1: nice, isn't it? I went through a divorce. So that was the po- my post divorce was India travel. Classic. I very young to have a divorce.
2: But how old were you when you got divorced?
1: Um, I mean, it takes a couple of years to really to sort it all out. But we split up when I would have been thirty-one. Okay. Yeah. So we'd been together for a a decade. Wow. But we didn't get married till quite late into that decade. But um, then. Things did not work out. Mm.
3: Also, I'm 32 and you've never said to me, <laughs> you're quite young to be getting divorced. It, it just
2: oh. makes more sense that you've got divorced. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Having spent the time I've spent with you, I see why that's happened now. <laughs>
1: Do you want to borrow wow. the India book?
3: <laughs> wow. No, no but I'm... I would like to borrow the uh, True Utility Clip Tool Carabiner Multi Tool.
1: That, oh, that definitely talk. was for India. <laughs> I de- I mean, traveling around India, I definitely, I, I think I might have overprepared at times. Did you use that? No, of course not. It's that classic thing where... Once you get there, you realise you don't need anything. You can just mooch around.
2: Can I just get? Can we just zip back to January 2013? Because once again, once again, the most batshit mental stuff you buy happens in January. I don't know what's going on. Is it because it's your birthday and you have a sort of little crisis every birthday? I reckon. Birthday?
1: Yeah, I also am somebody who I think is very start of the year, start of the decade. <laughs> Tell you know. Sam just seen it. Oh god.
2: Well, I mean, Sam, do you want to do? There's, a, there's three books bought. So ignore standard edition <laughs> Dead Island Game of the Year. Oh, I that was a fun computer game. Great game. And then there's three books. Um, Um, I'll do the first one. How to uncover your past lives. That's one. Sam, what's the next one?
3: How to see and read the aura.
2: And then how to do psychic readings through Through
3: (laughs) touch. That's the one that made me laugh. How to do psychic readings Uh, through touch. What year
1: is this? 2013. 2013. Right. This was proper, you know, we're in the midst of a divorce now. (laughs) 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 Life is not panning out. How you expect it? I'm probably just back from India. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I'm thinking, right, what am I going to do with my life? Let's I read like, some auras.
3: I like the aura one, but oh, that psychic funny. reading Sorry. through touch.
1: Um, I think, do you know what? I genuinely reckon these were recommended to me by somebody. I feel like, I don't know if even it might have been in India. I think I met somebody who claimed they could read auras and they just said, it's really easy. You can actually just buy a book and learn it. And I just was you know, susceptible to that at that point in time. Mm. And mm. I, but I, weirdly, I found the Aura book recently. I was just going through my shelves to see what ones I haven't read, and uh, I found that, and I got it out for a laugh, and I thought I might read it. And I reckon I got I got three pages in, and then you have to do an exercise, and I was like, oh, that's enough for me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the the oh. How to Do Psychic Readings Through Touch is a picture of a woman's hand on sort of a belly button.
1: Oh, <laughs> what
2: would you get off the belly button? I know. Can we oh. see the review? There's got to be good reviews of this.
3: Yeah for 92% five stars. Really?
1: Wow. Maybe I need to actually read it. Yeah.
3: I received this on my Kindle. Okay. And not through touch. And mm. although I have had time, not had time to read all of it, I found it good value for money. <laughs> I am able to do readings by touch, so this was not unfamiliar territory to me. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, I read this book. In fact,
2: you don't need to read this book. You just have to touch the front cover. and It all just goes in. What,
1: what's, is there any one-star reviews that really dig it out? They're the ones that are always... No. No. Really? Yeah, only oh, right. four and
3: five star reviews. Have you, have you tried <laughs> I mean, to... only 13 reviews.
2: But you do... Carl, you're kind of like... Uh... You're not repressed. You're definitely not a repressed man. You're in touch with a lot of feelings. But the the idea of you just touching someone and going, "I'm just going to give you a quick psychic reading," <laughs> you are you are like
1: the least psychic reading kind. No offence. Yeah, no, but I especially agree. Especially when you
2: have got the shaved hair. If you had got to, go up to yeah. a woman
1: and said, "Can I just touch your belly button?" Well, I'm yeah, be- I'm currently for any listeners, I'm wearing a Run DMC sweatshirt and yeah. <laughs> I've got a beanie on. I, don't <laughs> look, I remember I took my beanie off actually for the headphones. But like, I yeah, I'm not somebody who I think you would naturally ask to touch you to. To read their, you know, vibes. I
3: think, I think people's beliefs are, you know, fine. If people believe in this, go for it. But yeah. I just, I just wasn't expecting it. That's what made me laugh. I mean, it caught on. me off guard as well by uh, <laughs> the fact
1: that I, I genuinely, um, yeah, I didn't realise this was from that period of time. Now, when I found it the other day, I laughed and I was like. <laughs> So would you call this period of time a bit of a wobble? maybe? Absolutely. I mean, right. I, I, de- I, mean, there's probably going to be more, but I, I made so many questionable decisions at that point, just with my, <laughs> like how I looked, everything. That, that was like mm-hmm. there was definitely an eyeliner phase during then. Oh. Uh, there was, yeah, there was loads of little. You could if, if, at, at the time I was like, I'm just finding myself, man. Do you know what? Is and looking make... back, I know I was on tilt. Essentially. The
2: eyeliner makes me feel so much better because I've just had a memory. <laughs> it was you at a gig I did when I decided for some. Oh, it's really embarrassing. I can't even think you I say this decided one gig that I was going to wear a bow tie <laughs> I just thought I needed to have a thing so I wore this bow tie and it was with you and I remember oh, it was at the nightclub, and you came up to me afterwards you're like yeah nice set mate what's with the bow tie What
1: <laughs> was the last time I I probably wore said it. that with eyeliner and <laughs> yeah. leopard print jeans on. fuck I'd forgotten
2: that for a... 9th of
1: June 2014
2: new ladies waterproof wellies um, boots they, they're festival ones are they uh, blue polka dot no they are gold and <laughs> wow. shiny are they for you they or? they
1: were for me ok yeah
2: great um,
1: I. But you're the guy with the golden wellies that's what you're known as when you're on stage <laughs> no. now. yeah that would have been during that period terrible of. Bond film I think I might have been wearing leggings as well at some point oh. Oh, I love it
2: Love it. Uh, very yeah, nice. That, that would have
1: been, I was probably starting to come out of that phase late 2014, I reckon. Yeah. Early t- early 2015, I was really starting to get back to the straight and
2: narrow. 200 metal bullet stud spike punk belt yep. bags. The
1: craft. <laughs> bought them to uh, re- uh, just ch- <laughs> to sort of redesign my, one of my own denim jackets. <laughs> 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 decided to do some crafts.
3: And also zinc men's aggressive men's skates, black.
1: <laughs> uh, this was, I used to have a routine about this. I bought some rollerblades. Um, I used to rollerblade when I was in my teens. Like we used to be, My mates used to go around on skates and be naughty. And uh, I just out of the blue thought, I wonder what it would be like to get on a pair now. And I would and I, the routine was about how I think you should never online shop while having a number two. Oh yes, because yes. I think you're you're sort of weirdly susceptible to making bad decisions mm. because your brain's sort of, uh, it's got other things
2: going yeah, on. Yeah,
1: I feel I feel like you make bad decisions at that point. And it was about this. I I bought some rollerblades and I, just, I had this real romantic idea of me sort of being this you know mid thirties guy rolling around on his skates. And then I put them on, and me and Benny Boots, comedian. Oh, I love Benny Boots. Uh, Benny skateboards, or used to skateboard. And we went down to our local park, and um, and I, I managed to get there. I was sort of, I'd, I was all over the shop. And then in the park, it's a really lovely park called Roundwood. There's this big path that goes downhill, and I just lost control going down the hill, <laughs> and I fell over in front of I think it was about fifty schoolchildren and they lost their minds <laughs> and um, and I remember just going back to the house taking them off and putting them in a the cupboard and never <laughs> out it, again it, yeah. it, never once again have they seen the light of oh, day that's great that's so please tell me you were wearing the metal studs at the time so sparks <laughs> were
2: flying off as you went past them <laughs> What I'm loving, Carl, is the denial that's happened. This has been the podcast of denial, because how many times you have said, now, I'm not a hippie, though, but I'm not a hippie. Yeah, my hippie friends, I'm not one. Uh, we have got the incense cone holder, the Stanford uh, jasmine incense cones. Stanford frankincense, obviously one of the wise men here. Tree of life uh, design table and a handmade wall tapestry. Uh, Mandala cotton tapestry. Oh. Picnic blanket tapestries. Carl... When will you accept yourself? You're an out and out hippie.
1: <laughs> I might, maybe I am. I think do you know. I genuinely think there is a denial of my true nature. Yeah. I think. Um, yes, incense though is that, that's not. I just like incense right now. As people have scented candles, Come I prefer on, the. I like incense. I prefer incense. I yeah. think it's much nicer. You've bought beard oil. You're basically swampy. <laughs> yeah, that was during a beard phase. <laughs> Um, that was a horrible thing I look look back at photos of me with a beard it's dreadful it was a bit too patchy to ever be I didn't need oil for it you you know
2: Mm. Mm. well a lot of people go for that um so uh, uh, beard oil aside, your order numbers really start to lift. Twenty fifteen, you made seventy three orders oh over my the God. year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, lots of standard sort of um, what? How can I put this? It's sort of the mundane Amazon purchases. We've got clip on mics. We get that a lot. Um, you've bought loads of wires, endless wires and plugs.
3: Dogeared infinite love sterling silver infinity necklace.
1: What? Dog-eared. Oh no! I think forty nine
3: yeah. pounds.
1: I think it's actually quite a nice... It was a nice little necklace, I think, for my... For ...then new girlfriend, well, who is now nice. my forever wife. Oh. Oh. So did you meet her? When did you meet her? I met... We actually first met in 2013, just through... We just became friends. Right. And then, um, what, she, down the skate park? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Travelling around India. Uh, no, uh, at the Adelaide Fringe. And we became friends for a couple of years and then just... And, and th- then you th- bought her that necklace. And then I bought her a dog-eared necklace <laughs> on Amazon. And Everything on, The rest changed. is history, everybody.
2: September 2015, Carl Donnelly, yoga for beginners. I'm not going to mock this because I'm jealous because I need to do yoga. My body's falling apart.
1: Um, this, actually, I didn't really get on with it. And okay. I, I found a better option on YouTube which is a woman called Yo it's called Yoga with Adrienne her name's Adrienne Fisher <gasps> everyone she's- loves Adrian her she's-, she's absolutely brilliant and actually mm. have- having done that since and then done bits of yoga in actual classes I genuinely think that she's the best so just stick the telly on yeah, get and go on. get on YouTube. Yoga with Adrienne. It's better than any sort of DVD or type of views. Okay, great. She's That's... really good, and re- and just go to the beginner ones, and it's so manageable and mm. nice. Mm. I'll draw the do... curtains because I don't want anyone all... to see me doing it.
3: We can all do yoga together.
2: I would like. I really, I do need to do it because all my body's all stiff, and my back's starting to give up. Yeah, it's great, especially mm.
1: with what age you now? It's 39. Um, so yeah, it's exam thirty eight in January. Well, the
2: war starts at thirty nine. That's the that's important it. thing. Yeah, that's when the battle begins. As you I've, move my into your is 40s. Long bigger. Mm-hmm. Well,
1: <laughs> well, I, um, I can see that. My shoulders and everything. I get yeah, I get tight shoulders and things. Yeah. And actually, when I do periods where I'm doing yoga regularly, it, uh, they just disappear all their problems.
3: Seventeenth of September. What year are we on now?
1: 15, yeah, good. You bought
3: 25mm satin ribbon purple double-faced and 25mm satin ribbon lilac double-faced. That mm.
1: sounds dirty, doesn't Why it? Why are we getting yeah. into ribbon? I've... We all go through a ribbon. He's <laughs> in the beard stage. He's the yoga. Can I have a look at it? Yeah. Because that just doesn't. Um... For a cake, maybe? or Are you absolutely spot on? It was for a cake. I made um, a comedian and a very good friend of mine, Chris Martin's, wedding cakes.
3: Did you
2: really? Wow. Yeah, I'm a very
1: good baker. Are you serious? Yeah, that was during, during an old phase, a weird phase, I decided to teach myself to bake <laughs> to a, a quite a high level.
3: I mean, you are a hippie. I like, mean thank you to I, this and it. This was, this was pre- pretty
1: mainstream, isn't it? it Mate, it, why haven't you done Celebrity Bake Off? You need to get on that shit. I don't. I'm, a, I'm not a celebrity, and B, I'm vegan. I don't know if they do vegan... Yeah, but that Could, would be that would give it a great. I mean, it would actually. Yeah. Also,
3: vegan baking feels quite hippie to me. Yeah.
1: Really, I yeah. suppose. Of but I'm so a big to... vegan, aren't you? Big. Yeah. When did the veganism begin? That um, around the same time as the DMT and all the weird books. <laughs> yeah, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the I learnt to bake before veganism. I did it for I just I spent like a year teaching myself to bake properly. Went for it, mm. and then when I went vegan, I then re taught myself to do it all vegan. Mm. And then so for Chris's wedding. Uh, him and his wife Hannah, I just said I just offered as I instead of getting him a present, I went I'm going to bake your cakes. I didn't p- push it on him. I said if you want me to, <laughs> I'm going to bake. That sounds like a threat. You have to have mate, them. if you marry her, I will bake your cakes. <laughs> Not even joking.
2: Carl, I love you so much. You are a baking, rollerblading, <laughs> drug taking hippie who's got a sideline in an Xbox and happens to be a brilliant stand up comic. Um, 27th of January 2016. The Mexico flag. Why, please? Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: the Mexico flag. Yep, five foot
2: by three foot. Massive Mexico flag.
1: 2015 or 16? What 16, was going 19. on in 2016 that I needed a Mexican flag? What
3: is it with you in January? Yes, yeah, January I'm, again.
1: I um, I genuinely can't even answer that. I've no idea why I bought a Mexican flag. All right. Let's it, just well, let's interrogate him now as we get towards the end of this episode with Carl.
2: <laughs> um, so, so, Sam, we'll just take one each, one at a time. And Carl, quick, succinct answers, okay. please. All right.
1: 15th of June, 2016. The Watchmaker's eyeglass. Why? Uh, I was having a barbecue. We were going to have a table tennis competition. And I bought an engraving kit. And I was going to use it to help me engrave a, st- a trophy for the winner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God. So, so right, uh, how did the engraving go? So bad. I was, I was really drunk. It was the first time I'd ever done it. Um, just
2: as a hobby. Yeah. Just little, another sideline. Yep. Carl, uh, Carl Donnelly, also an engraver. <laughs> That's that's insane. Okay, over to you, Sam. You'll go. I'm
3: trying to find another incense holder. 22nd <laughs> of November, Zen Garden, Sand Buddha Rocks, tea light incense holder. Uh, that
1: was a gift for uh, comedian and friend Jimmy McGee. Oh yeah, yeah. But you're not happy though, are you? No, <laughs> not at all. You also <laughs> bought an aroma diffuser two months later. Uh, that was a gift for myself. August
2: 2016, <laughs> the full facts book of
1: cold reading. Oh, that was um uh yeah that was just I was I, I, think, <laughs> yep, yep, I, on, I yep. think from a, after a chat with comedian Tom Bins and he oh. was doing his character who does sort of cold reading, you know, the the medium character yep. he did. Uh-huh. I just wanted to read up and see how, how oh. what it's like to like how do you do it?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. All right. Good. You just lie, don't you just make it up? Basically it's <laughs> yeah, <didn't basically>. <laughs> you
1: just make it up.
3: Uh, 2016 Mobro's beard starter grooming kit.
1: Oh. Did you go that, back to the I beard? think that might have been actually a gift for Chris Martin, comedian. Friend, and oh. at a time, beard grower.
2: oh you've got a book that I have recently read, which I loved, called *The Power of Now*. Guy, oh to yeah, Aspen. Eckhart
1: Tolle. That's that's like that's your sort of ground zero of self-help. It's brilliant. That's <laughs> what I am. I'm nothing if not a 9-11 of self-help. <laughs> You're hitting that age now, which is the 9-11 wow. of man years. Uh, 40. No, it's a it's a great book, The Power of Now. It's, um book. Some people, I think, are put off because it is, you know, it's, he's been on like Oprah and it's always championed by people that are a bit sort of worthy. Yeah. But it's actually a very good book. It's, it's a bit of an intro to Buddhism if you don't really realise is it? it. Is that? Well, a lot of the stuff from, that Eckhart, so, like it talks about it comes from Buddhism. Okay. So right. after that, I went off and I read that years ago, and I went off and read all the sort of the the originals.
2: Right. Okay. Nice. Yeah. It's a good. It's a good starting book. It's all about. I mean, it's very simple. The power of now. It's about
1: living in the present yeah, rather yeah. than stressing about the past and the future.
2: The past and future are fiction. That's what I love. Absolutely. Loved. Read that on the first page. and I was like,
3: oh, hi there.
2: Yeah. Oh,
1: I like a, you. It's a lovely little mantra to have, oh, like when fantastic. you're getting stressed. January. Yes. 2017. Here we go. Carl's favourite month.
3: <laughs> DIY hair
1: chalk. Oh, yuck. What?
3: <laughs> Temporary hair colour, pastel hair dye set. Non-toxic.
1: I think this is not for me. I reckon this might have been for my wife or I mean, it someone. was delivered to you. Yeah, but well, I mean, yeah, I took sure, delivery. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> so much denial. Hair chalk. Yeah, it could have been me to just colour my hair for something. It might be for something... Okay. All right. Okay. Um let's we're
2: into twenty seventeen now. We're racing through uh recent Carl Donnelly activity. Um,
1: what else have we got here?
3: Tea tree therapy birchwood toothpicks
1: with cinnamon oil. Um, is there two packs? Yeah. Yep, one for me, one for Jimmy McGee. <laughs> <laughs> They're friend toothpicks happy birthday mate because they're quite they're weirdly posh toothpicks they sort of feel like you're a bit of a it's like a sort of something you can imagine like James Bond using they're like they're scented toothpicks made of wood and um, Jimmy's a bit of an old posh boy so I bought them for him because they're a nice little gift can you imagine just sitting in a casino with someone (laughs) nice uh, tooth what are you
2: you, you picking with them are they the cinnamon (laughs) do you want one yeah thanks very much um, all right we're in 2018 now Carl Donnelly and uh let's just have a quick look through 2018 a quick quick fire right through 2018 just to give us a sort of a sort of up to date final the yes. v- vision of you.
3: I mean we have to go straight to January sure. No. <laughs> yeah of
2: course that's where the gold is with Carl yeah we know that now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh
3: God. First of January, practical candle burning spells and rituals for every purpose.
1: Oh, do you know what that was? Um, this is actually inspired by my wife. Um, I think for her one of her Christmas presents, I saw it in a really cool little hippie shop in Birmingham called Zen. Uh, I bought her a a candle magic uh, set so it's to do a spell. I thought it's fun. Hmm. And she did the spell on New Year's Eve, that thing, and I actually got so jealous that I've, I bought a book to do my own. <laughs> <laughs> did it work? Because she it was cool. She was out in the garden, like at like two a.m. on the first of January, in the dark, doing oh. this crazy spell, like with candles that I'd bought her. Oh, I want to do like, that. Look, it looked so cool. Okay, so are we coming into the candle phase now? Is that what we're I saying? I don't oh. actually think I ever used that book. Oh. There's a lot of stuff you have to buy. I remember reading, like, how many candles you need to buy and what sort. And I was like, oh, I don't think I've got it in me.
3: Tea lights. Yeah. Bunion corrector.
1: Oh, lovely. <laughs> well, there we are. There's classic the reality. There's bunion a reality. corrector. <laughs> I don't actually think it was for me. I think I think I, my wife had a sore foot and I suspected it was a bunion. So I bought her that and it you turns out it wasn't a bunion. So now we just got one knocking around the house. You got three. Yeah. I got, oh, did I?
3: <laughs> yeah. One lots of different lots of different types oh I think
1: I bought th- yeah I didn't know what sort of bunion or what sort of size would fit her foot so I bought three bunion correctors
2: none of which have ever been used it's just perfect because as we, as you get older you go from being the guy taking the drugs to the guy correcting his bunions <laughs> it's just so beautiful and the final thing we're going to do Carl because I feel like we're up to date now we're going to have a quick dive into the future okay we've seen the past we've seen the present yes uh, and let's see what's on your wish list things that you oh, put on your God. wish list and no no it's fine you've got things like some some dumbbells that's absolutely <laughs> fine. We've got a chiminea, Nice a b- barbecue lava rocks. Uh, I'm thinking I'm going to end today's podcast with the gringo Native American
1: chief headdress with leather tips. Oh no. This was for um, this was going to potentially be for a Edinburgh poster. Cultural appropriation? It was actually going to be, the show was going to be maybe about cultural appropriation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was, I was thinking of doing the poster as uh, a Native American, but okay. not, I would not be changing any skin colour. No.
3: I, no overdose on tanning. Filter. Yeah, I'm
1: not, I'm not a monster. <laughs> <laughs> I just I uh, was going to wear the headdress. Right, right, right. And I did decide against it because I thought, you know, it might be problematic. Mm-hmm. Well, and also it was quite, um, it's quite, a, it's quite, it looks quite, for its price, I remember it being cheaper than I thought it would be when I looked at it.
2: The <laughs> Well, so it's, currently,
3: it's currently unavailable. Uh,
2: but, yeah, um, I wonder why. Because it's 2019. I think that's why it's unavailable. No,
3: there are other ones available. Neil uh, has given it five stars. Said well pleased with this product. But it will go well with my other Native American <laughs> oh, collection.
2: Oh, no, Neil. Oh God. Oh please. Uh, listen, Carl Donnelly. Uh, thank, thank you so much for coming that's on been my really mate. fun oh, <laughs> It's fantastic. I feel like we've used all fl- four
1: slots of the toaster today. I really feel like we've done that. Um,
2: uh, it's brilliant, uh, Carl. So you've got your own podcast. Do you want to give us a quick plug? Tell us what you got going um,
1: on. I do one called Two Vegan Idiots with uh, comedian Julian Dean. It's just us chatting nonsense once a week or fortnight. And it's, you know, you can dip in and out of it. You don't have to commit to it. But it's fun. Okay. all, all right. right. Much it, like really. your approach to being a hippie. Yeah. Just <laughs> sort of I'd like to dip my toe in yeah. now and again. And
2: you're on the Twitters and all that, aren't you, Carl yeah, Donnelly?
1: Twitter and Instagram. Okay, double N, double L, as I discovered today when I wrote your pass for the yes. building. So you can get in.
2: Uh, Sam Baines, you've got a book out at the moment, haven't you?
3: Oh, my God. Mm. So nice of you to mention. Yeah, you're welcome. My book is called Harriet versus the Galaxy, and it's for seven uh, children, seven years plus, And it's about a little girl with a hearing aid like me who fights aliens in space like me.
2: We've had more great reviews on our on the website, by the way, for this podcast. Have we? So we love those. Keep them coming. Because both uh, Samantha and I, we're quite needy. Is that fair to say? Yeah.
3: Yeah, we like compliments. We like five-star reviews.
2: Validate us, please. Uh, Go on there and uh, subscribe. We've got loads of these episodes. They're all up now. If you haven't listened to them all, they're all there and available. And we'll be back racing with more My Mate Bought a Toaster. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Thanks, guys. That was fucking hilarious. That was one of my favorites.
1: (laughs) Greatpigowl.com Hello, I'm Jack Beaumont. I do Crime Club. In series one I spoke to people like this.
0: Did you not kick a policeman in the head? Yeah, that was when was that? I was seventeen. Wait, was I seventeen or nineteen? I think I might have been nineteen actually. In series two I talked
1: to people like this. There was a pedophile with one leg. I kicked him clean out of his wheelchair. About four of us I mean we battered him. And this. Cheated on your boyfriend to give him gonorrhea? Do you wanna go there would you rather not? Yeah no no no, I can talk about it. I have jingles like this. Crime
0: <laughs> club
1: crime. That's Crime Club, where strange people tell
2: stories involving bad behavior. New episodes out every Monday.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices.